Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have Fantanesh Atomsa, the owner and founder of Blue Now Massage and Wellness. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Thank you. Man, I remember, uh, first time I saw you was that uh, I was, Tia, Tia Upshaw was doing like a thing celebrating Black. Like, first yeah. off, that was an amazing, because I've never yeah. seen so many black women entrepreneurs in one place so that was i was a blessing to be there but then you know um you know, getting to find out that like there's this place owned by a female or call a woman of color that does the thing to do is like mind blown why did you decide to start blue nile um well Blue Nile, originally, that wasn't the first name when I first started the business, but I, I came out of school, graduated as a massage therapist, registered massage therapist. And of course, you get in the industry and you're like, where's the representation? Where's our people? Where are the black RMTs? Um, I didn't see, at that time, I did not see any in our industry. Mm. Honest to goodness. Maybe there was one. Um, and then, of course, it reflects in the clientele. Like, I was like, our community's missing out. They're mm. not taking advantage of the therapeutic benefits of massage and holistic therapies because they don't see themselves represented in these spaces. Mm. So how can I change that? How can I create this space? And that's what I, that's kind of how it started. Wow. Yeah. And um, why did you want to be an RMT? Um, I've, I fell into that. i fell into that i was uh i wanted to be a social worker that was something that i really was passionate about is community serving community now i get to do both which is really nice um i'll always merge the two but i actually didn't get accepted into my social work program that i wanted to to get into um yeah it was that's another story but i didn't get accepted into it so then I applied to the one at um, NSCC, and there was like a two or three year wait list. Holy shit. And I was like, okay, I want to, um, basically I was ready to go to school. I was like, I want to do something now. And my friend had graduated from the massage therapy program. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. <laughs> I was like, I just rub lotion on people all day. I was like, I can breeze through this. Like, it's going to be a breeze and then I'll do my social work mm. um and then ended up being like a very like healing two years for me like learning about holistic therapies and how I can heal myself through mm. through having a more holistic approach to, m- to my own health and focusing on maintenance and prevention and and energy healing and spirituality and um these are kind of all the avenues you start to explore when you look at yourself more holistically and mm. Um, I, I fell in love with it and, um, you know, it was a very intensive, it was, it's heavily science-based. Like I wasn't, I hate science. What? <laughs> I hate science. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I understand it now because I understand energy right. now. And when I could relate the two, it made a lot of sense. But like all of like the, the like systemic anatomy and neuroanatomy and, um, 
pathologies and physiologies and kinesiology, I was I wasn't prepared for any of that. But when I graduated, I could I I, I focus. We do have the clinical aspect, but I like to focus more on the, like the energy and the holistic aspect of it. So mm. I found my avenue and and I stuck to it. I never went back to social work. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you're done and you're like, hey, where are the people of color? I don't see them. I mean, I guess what some people might do might be, I guess, encouraging people of color to study RNC, not to go and start their own business. Like, why did you decide to go that route, though? To start start my own? Again, it it was just out of a need. I didn't see the opportunity there for me and for people that look like me. Mm. So I was like, you know, I, I didn't f- I didn't always feel comfortable in some of the local spaces and I wanted to really just kind of create that space for myself and, and for my community. Um, I had I'd re- I had no business experience. I didn't really um, know how like how intensive it can be. Mm. Um but you know, you and I kind of—I shared with you before. Like my mom is, she she's had a couple of businesses. She was a successful black woman in business as well. So, I think she's kind of built that drive and motivation in in me a little bit. Um, yeah, I just I just fell into it because, and a lot of black entrepreneurs are like that. It's like we end up falling into entrepreneurship because either there's not an opportunity for us, there's not a space for us, or we're experiencing some sort of discrimination or or like prejudice in other places so it's like you know we just get to a place where it's like we need to create these spaces for ourselves and mm. that's how we start that journey i think that's what happened to me now what was the process of starting blue now what was the name before you said the cause oh jesus what? <laughs> it was embarrassing. that was an embarrassing name um oh i think you're just being too hard on yourself it cannot be not bad it was just it was just a very ghetto name like it was it was called Fanta Karma Massage and Wellness. I don't F- even Fanta Karma. Fanta Karma. We just made up the word. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have any meaning at well, all. I thought it was part of like your name, kind of. Well, Fanta, yes. Karma, like me and my just couple of friends were just talking. We're like, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. Let's just do it. <laughs> and and that's what it was for like the first year, and then yeah, um, why did it change? I just was like, I need to rebrand it. I didn't like it. I didn't like being in sp- like spaces where I was like saying that was the name of my business. I was like, <laughs> like, it's not gonna roll. It's not gonna be able to grow with me. So I was oh, like, oh, it's like, hi, I'm Fantanesh, and my name, my, my company is Fanta Karma Massage and Wellness. It just wasn't. I didn't know anything when I started the business. Right. I didn't know about like developing a logo, like having so much. Um, thought to put into a name that could grow with you mm. i didn't know what my brand was going to be like i just knew that i wanted to like massage people in my own space so i didn't like fully think about like branding and like marketing and opportunities that could come along with being in business so mm. i was like just slap any name on there and then when i really like spend some time in it i was like no i need to i need something else that mm. will kind of represent where i am now and represent where i want to go so but then how do you go from Fanta Karma to Blue Nile? Yeah, that's like two, man, galaxies apart. I know. I don't, I just, I think I spend a lot of time like reflecting on like my values, who I am as a person, where I came from. Obviously the Nile is part of 
you know, it's, it runs through Ethiopia. Um, I'm very, you know, I have this Afrocentric view on life and um, I really want to heal others. And I believe, you know, like the Nile was a, a source of life for people and animals for, for so long. And I was doing like, you know, soul searching and things like that. And, and blue, obviously, I just think it's like a very soothing color. And it was two syllables that just went well together. It wasn't complicated. I was like, okay, let's just let's just roll with it. Do you remember how it came to you, the name? What's that? Do you remember how the name came to you? Came to me? Mm. I, I don't remember that moment. I feel like maybe I was like traveling or something. And then like, I know there's like a, like restaurants, like Nile restaurants, like in like Montreal and Toronto and stuff. And I was like, okay, how can I like incorporate that name into like what I'm doing? Um, and it had to like really resonate with me. And mm. I don't remember the day that we, ch- I don't remember the day that we changed it. It just was like a gradual kind of, yeah. Blue Nile is a beautiful name, by the way. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> and okay, so you have this name. The former name. Yeah. Uh, what did you have to do to build your business? At least starting out first. To, what did I have to do to build it? I mean, of course, like I had to register it first. Um, had to invest in equipment, like my massage table, my lotions. Um, you know, I created a space in my home that I could treat people. So like at one point, I was treating in like a storage closet, but it was big enough that I could like fit the table in there and everything. Mm. Um, and then when I moved, I treated in my dining room. So my dining room was all curtained off. Right. So we didn't even use the dining room. Like it was just my table. We had plants in there. There was like a beautiful window that like we could get natural sun in. Um, and yeah, like I just slowly started adding pieces. And then when I wanted to to um, rebrand and I had a little bit of extra money, um, I got, I hired a marketing person who read, like redid our website for us and she, she redid the logo. She got all my branding content, like the, the fonts and all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, eventually we got a hold of this loan and we were able to do the commercial space but it was just like a gradual kind of figuring things out as as we go. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I can't tell you the step by step to business because if I if I told you that there would be so many moments where you went up and then you fell back right. and then you went up and then you fell back and it's like that was just the very condensed version mm. but that happened over 4 years. Um, and it's been 4 years now. Almost 5 now? October will be 5 years. Holy smokes. And the amount of mistakes that you know, you make. Can you share some mistakes that come to mind? Apart from the name first. The name was the, <laughs> the, name was the first mistake. Um, yeah, the that one was that one was a big one. Um, and then I think you know, for a long time, uh, I was advertising on Kijiji and Facebook Marketplace, and as a massage therapist, never. Why not? Market on those places. I mean, there's like a market. Why? Anyway, I don't know anything about massage therapy. So people, let me try to put this in a politically correct 
<laughs> like, I, I can't so, even imagine where this is going to go, but I have a people, feeling. Okay. So we work hard as massage therapists to try to bring respect to our industry, right? As registered massage therapists, because people have this perception of massage therapists. Oh, and, I think I know where it's going. what we do, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, they have all these ideas. So then all the creeps start messaging right. me. Yes, and that includes the head, neck, shoulders, arms, back, legs, and feet. That's it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, is there anything else? I'm like, geez, yeah. Oh, my God. So I stopped yeah. advertising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's mostly guys, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> like, you apologize for the whole... <laughs> The whole sex. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, it's like I didn't even think of that, but yes, yes, oh obviously. God. And then I'm telling you, like this industry is crazy. Like when, as soon as I hear, oh god, as soon as I hear, like, um, <laughs> like I have an adductor strain or a groin strain, what, what? I'm like red flag. What is like you know, oh, adductor adductor, strain? Oh, oh I'm yeah, like, Jesus! Um, <laughs> I have to refer you to someone else. <laughs> So I had to navigate all of that. Oh my like, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, hockey was like the worst. Like people be like, yeah, I'm a ho-, you know, I have hockey injuries. I'm like, mm-mm. I'm going to take you to the physio. So hockey is like a lot because of the... I, like, and it makes, I guess it makes sense because like when you're on skates, like, you know, you yeah, fall in a way where it's like splits and right. like, you, know, you can like strain, you know, all those like your, your thighs and your hamstrings and all those things, but... Like, right, right. Especially when I was working from home, like I had to be very aware of who I was inviting into right. the space. So, like, oh yeah, I got to a place where, like, you know, I had to like go to the army store. Nothing ever happened to me, thank God. But just because of all the messages, like, I was like, let me just like get some like mace or pepper spray. Holy shit, not bad. To, like, like, just because of the messages. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Like, thankfully, like I said, nothing happened. But mm. I was like, I would just, because it's in my home. So it's like, I want to feel more comfortable. Safe and, and yeah, oh my God. Like wow, yeah. Okay, well, that was really enlightening. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even the imagine. Realities. I can't even imagine. Okay, yeah. well, so this space you have now. Yeah. How did you find that space? How did you, uh, I guess, finance it? Yeah, like this commercial space journey you know, July will be a year for us. Um, it's been a real up and down, like a real up and down. Like so much growth has been happening this last year. I guess when we first, when I first found it, I was working, you know, really actually closely with with Tia. I had a face had come out with a loan for Black entrepreneurs at that time, and and I was still working from home. I was like, you know, let me just apply and see what happens and of course i was really frustrated with the application process and that website sucked ass <laughs> it's true it was like i thought it was gonna be yeah not barrier free but yeah. i thought it was gonna be way easier yeah than what it was and it seemed to feel like it was the same process as every I, other loan i think it's even a little bit wor- like i just think the website if, if i'm thinking of the same pro- program i think the website was just clunky oh yeah it was always down yeah yeah it yeah. was like down okay. all the time and um 
But I, I pretty much got to the end of it mm. and I had literally given everything in my kitchen sink, like my soul, like oh everything. I was like, they have literally access to my whole life. Right, right, right. And, <laughs> and then they, like, there was like either one more thing that they asked for. And, at the, and I was just at the end, I was like, I'm not, I was like, I don't care about this many. I don't want it anymore. And Tia, like I was mentoring for her program at the time. And so I was sharing with her what was going on. And she was like, well, let me just go over your application and let me just go through the correspondence and see what's going on. And she like, she gave me some feedback. She was like, your business plan is amazing. She's like, you know, your application is is very thorough. She's like, you're right at the end. Like, don't give up. Like, you just need one last thing. I know it's frustrating. She's like, just, just you have to go through the process. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a saying that's like really stuck to me. It's like, <clears throat> you have to go through the process. Like, yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it's stripping. But what what's the end goal that you want? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to really kind of go through that really difficult process to get there. So I was like, all right, you know, let's just do it. I finalized application and got approved for this loan that was like not even 30% of what I asked for. So it was like a very small loan. And I was like, okay, well, um, I'm still going to move forward with my plan of having the clinic, which was actually a really stupid idea because I'm like, honestly, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't smart because I had 30% of the financing that I needed to build this dream. Mm. And I was like, well, let me just go to the most expensive part of the city right. and build up this right. commercial okay. I see, I see, I see. I was I see. like, well, the dream is there. The vision is there. Right. I have a little bit of the money. I was like, let's just keep pushing and see like, you know, if we can make mm. it work. Um, so, you know, I, I secured that that lease and, and everything and um obviously ran out of money in like <laughs> just no time. Right. Um so I was able to apply for another loan with Credit Union Atlantic who were very um easy to work with and very helpful. Um they actually gave me double what what the initial loan was. Mm. Um so it really helped us to kind of bring that space to life. And um, yeah, it was just, you know, even when days when I was like, I don't know what the next step is, I already had the business plan laid out. So I already did all that groundwork, right? Yeah. I already had the foundation there. So all I had to do was go back and be like, okay, so what's my next step? Like, mm. when do I hire staff or which equipment do I need or who do I talk to next and who do I want on my team? So. I just kind of always go back there. That is what I was going to ask you next. How did you, like, when was the right right time to get staff? And how do you decide on the people that work as therapists in your clinic? Um, that's, a, that's a very, like, that's, that's a very good question because like, I, I think I hired staff too early mm. because the place wasn't even established yet. We didn't even have a employee structure. We didn't have a structure of, I had, like, I had never managed people before. So I was like, okay, now I'm trying to hire all these people, um, you know, and how am I going to make it work? I didn't even think about it. I was like, people are going to just come work and we're going to have clients and we're just, you know, things are going to work out smoothly. And it was not the case at all. Like we, you know, 
I my staff were pretty much hired the day the clinic opened. Oh wow! And so um, I had promised a lot of things that I definitely could not deliver on because mm. um, I I didn't I, I wasn't I was new to this market like I, I was new to like the downtown market and and being in a commercial space and and like how that would work and all these new overhead costs so. Um, I mean, my staff always got paid, don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. every, everyone got paid and, and everyone got the benefits that they were supposed to get. But mm. it was really interesting to now understand what it means to actually have employees versus, like, independent contractors, mm. um, to develop this HR policy, to learn about taxes and, and corporate taxes and how much I have to pay to have employees. Like people think people work for me. Like nobody works for me. I work for everybody. <laughs> like I literally work for everybody. Nobody was like, like I was expending so much time and money and energy into having this team of employees. And, um, you know, it was, it was interesting because knowing what an employee meant, there's, there's, there's expectations when you have employees versus when you have independent contractors when you're contractors you're more freelance you have Mm. more independence and in our industry we're used to being independent contractors so we can set our own schedule we can do those um you know take our breaks when we want we don't have to be on site when it's when it's not needed um but then the employees like because they have all these extra benefits there's a lot more required from them so um, there was a little bit of friction, like there was a lot of friction with oh, that. Oh, you because know, like they're used to things being a certain way, and no, yeah, okay, yeah. Like I found that you know everyone wants the the benefits of being employees, um, but but the exchange was a was not something everyone was used to. They want to eat their cake, they didn't have it at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it it brought us to a really interesting. Um, space as a as a business and as a company like I was like you know you know do we now switch to contractors and you know people didn't necessarily want to switch to contractors so I was trying to figure out a way to to balance everyone's needs but still make the business sustainable Mm. Um, so now we're kind of in a space where we're like deconstructing a little bit going back to like the basics and trying to figure out what what type of model and structure works best for? So it's it's always this learning process and adapting, adapting, adapting. Yeah. How do you cope with that though? Um. You know what? It's funny because I don't think I don't think that I I I don't know how. It's not like I don't get stressed. But I don't let it affect, like, I'm a very hopeful person. Mm. So, like, you know, people can be quitting on me left, right, and center. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, we obviously weren't meant to be in this partnership together. So, like, well, you know, I'll, somebody else will figure something else out. Um, like, our books would sometimes not be balancing. And my accountant will call me and she's like, Girl, are you, are you okay? Like, <laughs> these are looking pretty, like, starving over there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it's all good. We'll figure it out. Um, and I, and I, and I, I think it has a lot to do with my spirituality, personally. Like, mm. I think that's what a lot, like, I've, I grew up in a very spiritual household. And, like, I always 
had hope in something. So, <clears throat> and, I'm, and I'm very like solution focused. I know that like if yes, if something doesn't work out, um, there has to be another answer somewhere. Mm. So, and I, you know, I like to exercise. I like to spend time with like my kids, my family, things that make me feel like nourished. I'm very good at doing that. Like if if I need a day, if I need to like close down for for a little bit, like I just went to Costa Rica for a wellness retreat for 10 days. And, um, you know, despite everything that was kind of going on in the business, I was like, this is something that I need right now. Um, my oldest son needed it too. Like we needed this time together. So I'm just going to go take it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, ha- I think it's just my perspective on life in general just helps me kind of get through all that stuff. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess Mia, there's a there's a film. Anyway, I can't remember the title now, but there's a song, and I just use that as a theme of my life. I'll always look at the bright side of life. Yeah. So when the sky is falling and all this is happening, I'm just I'm I'm that person that is gonna look. But you know what? This is something good that is happening. Yeah. And that kind of just keeps me navigating, cause. Like you said, things will be nice and then things will go back. Yeah. But as long as you're adapting and learning in the process, you'll come out a lot better than something you're doing now is this thing we tried. I found out about it. I'm like, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Men, before we actually get to the thing we tried, why is like health, wellness, and especially with mental health, like why is that important to you? I think, you know, it's we've we've gone a little bit far away from ourselves in a way that like there's always this kind of pressure in this side of the world to like produce and and be a product and to just expend all this energy and there's a lot of isolation like even within families like parents to kids and siblings to each other and grandparents to 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 you know grandkids and things like that and um, everyone's kind of busy, like do everyone's just so busy doing their own things. Mm. And with that comes a lot of disconnection and and I think like a lot of deeper stuff like poor mental health and, and poor self-image and and of course, you know, that leads to like poor physical health and things like that as well. Um it's definitely important to <clears throat> to come back to ourselves in order to live a more fulfilling life. And to not just be going through the motions. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're here for such a short time. And if you really just, like, sit and think about it, it's like, you know, if if you really just think about, like, in 30 years, this is going to matter. Or in 50 years, I'm going to be, like, passed on to another world. Like, is what I'm stressing about right now, is what I'm prioritizing right now really that important? Mm. Um yeah, I mean, with the question, why is mental health a wellness so important? Like, I, it's important to to every, like, place in ourselves and in society. Like, if we can work on ourselves and the economy gets better, the, the social health gets better, the the world gets better, mm. the climate will, will change. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of importance to, to coming back to ourselves. I think about my kids, like, you know, there's a lot of influence now online with like TikTok and mental health and and crime and kids have access to everything. And I want to make sure that like, Mm. you know, that my kids are doing well 
because they're, they're even having conversations like teenagers. We had this <clears throat> thing at the high school yesterday with a kid. Disturbing. Yeah, not yesterday, but a couple of days ago that that kid stabbed his principal and, and a bunch of, you know, some other people, like three other people. Um, and I'm talking to my kid about it and he's like, oh yeah, like I have, you know, 12 year old friends who are struggling with mental health, who are, you know, wanting to not live anymore and things wow. like that. I'm like, these kids are 12. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like wow. what what is the breakdown? Where is the breakdown? Mm. And I think it's because of that dissociation, that isolation, that disconnect from from ourselves and each other. So, you know, I'm all about bringing that awareness back to ourselves mm. first and then having that trickle into every other area of our lives. So. Wow, that's powerful. So let's get into the thing with Tribe. What what yeah. you want to share a little bit about it? So Tribe is doing their build program, which is, I believe, a 16-week program that's built on um, entrepreneurship and skill building and, and resources and networking and things like that. Um, <clears throat> and we had gone back and forth about adding a wellness component to it because um, obviously Black entrepreneurs have like black entrepreneurship has its own challenges in general entrepreneurship itself is a crazy space to be in mm. black entrepreneurship is even is even crazier um how do we like how do we incorporate wellness into that how do we focus back into like our afrocentric ways of taking care of ourselves um because we don't have employers taking care of us we don't have benefit packages that we can utilize we don't have anything as entrepreneurs we're really on our own mm. so how can we make sure that we're not neglecting that part of ourselves so that we can make sure that this lifestyle is more sustainable wow yeah i read i read one of that project i signed up right away because you know when you are I, I like an entrepreneur sometimes you kind of it's not your, like you're doing on purpose or you kind of put yourself in this silo because you just, I need to make this work. I need to take care of this. I need to. Yeah. And then you forget that while you're taking care of all those things, you're not even taking care of the person, yeah. you know, that's doing all these things. And then God forbid, you now, you know, you have crashes and like, oh yeah. man, you're just born out. You need that mental emotional and spiritual stamina like you have to be equipped inside of yourself to ride the highs and lows because mm -hmm. there's going to be so many there's going to be a lot of hopeless days <laughs> there's going to be days when you're like well dang what, like, did, I what did i do <laughs> i made a really poor decision <laughs> or this door keeps closing i'm not mm -hmm. getting any opportunities like mm -hmm. how can you be like how can you endure those things if you're not well like mm. on the inside those things could really push somebody over the edge wow do you know what i mean that is powerful yep no 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 that's totally so yeah let's talk about blue now um one thing i love is that you have these journals on your on your website you sell yeah talk a little bit about the journal yeah it's a 30 day i have the 30 day self-care journal um and then i have the 90 day abundance planner I have a 28-day chakra cleanse. <laughs> I have all these kind of guides that, like the real goal in all of them is just to give people an opportunity to go back to themselves. Like mm. um, focus on self-awareness. Even if you can't change something, even if you're not ready to change something, by spending that time with yourself to be like, okay, you know, 
how am I feeling about this or how am I approaching the situation? Mm. Um, all of them are, are kind of similar in that way. Yeah. And really, really geared. The chakra guide is geared more towards the spiritual health, energetic health, and then the 90 day planner um, and the 30 day self-care journal. Those are those are geared to anyone, but really useful for entrepreneurs. I thought I thought so because yeah. you know when you have something where you know every day at a certain time I'm gonna do that yeah. it keeps you focused it does. and you know okay I'm gonna check this I'm gonna check this yeah. so you know Blue Nile this thing with tribe you have a lot of thongs in the fire but you also a mom yeah. <laughs> I know. There, there was this. Uh, I love your Instagram, by the way. There, there was this post you showed where it's like you know you have to buy two of everything, <laughs> like the bills. I'm like, cheese it's crazy. So how do you how do you do that balancing act? You know, between being an entrepreneur and a mom. Um, <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't know. Like, what works for us? Um, so I co-parent like really well. So, um, uh, actually not really well, but we co-parent. <laughs> <laughs> We're just co-parenting. Right. Um, so like, you know, my oldest, he'll go to his dad's on the weekends. Um, and then the twins, like we do kind of 50, 50. So, um, I do get like a break. No, no 50, 50. Like you get one, I get one. I'm fucking around. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no not like that. No, although we did start it because they're very attached to each other oh. and we're trying to like make allow them to develop their own personalities. Right. So it's really interesting. So sometimes like, you know, he'll go with his dad or he'll go with me and then she'll like we'll switch right. just for a couple hours. Right, right. Just right. so they can have that Be full attention. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, like we everybody's involved in my in my house. Like when it's me and and the kids, like when it's at night, when it's the three of us, or a week, a weekend, weekday, when it's three of us, everyone's involved. So um, my son, like, you know, he, I make sure that he's down. He's like helping out with us and he's spending time with us. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make sure like he's either helping with the kids so I can get supper ready or I'll make sure the twins have tasks to do so that they feel like they're engaged and like responsible for things. Um, everyone's put to work at my house. <laughs> like everyone has to do something. Right. If I'm doing something, everybody has to do something. Yeah. As well. Um, but at the same time, we we do like we do have a lot of time where we rest and and we like we just chill out. I'm not so big on like we have to sit and eat every meal. Mm. Like if people are not hungry, I'm not forcing them to eat because I don't want to stress myself out. Mm. I'm not fighting with anybody to do anything. Like, you know, if they want to stay up a little bit later, we're going to stay up a little bit later. We're all sleeping in the same bed. I'm not doing the nighttime <laughs> routines. I'm not forcing anyone to sleep on their own. Mm. I'm already tired. So we're all just going to sleep together. Mm. Um, yeah, we just we're just kind of going with the flow mm. in the house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then how do you take care of yourself? Um <laughs> I like I like I like to be physically active. So in the in the morning, I always make sure that I don't start my work day until I have a chance to go to the gym or go to yoga or do something like that. Cause I have to, my first time of my day has to be for me. Mm. Um, that's of course, after I get the kids ready and drop them off to daycare. 
um, I have my gym stuff on and I'm going to make sure that I exercise first because I, I can't put myself at the, the end of the day because by the time the end of the day comes, I don't have any energy. So first part of the day is for me. Mm. Um, and for me, it's sustainable stuff. I usually have a jug of water. I'm making sure I fill that up, drink that multiple times a day. Mm. Um, I'm mindful of what I eat. So anything that I pack, I'm making sure like it's balanced. I have like fruits in there, vegetables in there, whatever. Um, yeah, I try not to engage. I, I don't like to, I don't watch the news. I don't, you know, anything that I catch is usually from other people. Mm. Um, you know, just kind of simple things like that. Yeah. Oh. I'm learning so much about you, about Blue Nile. And before I let you go, I want to ask this question. You know, you, you learn from some of the mistakes you've made and, and the things you do to keep yourself and your business going. But, right, if someone is like, okay, I'm watching this, I'm listening to her talk, and I want to push forward and, I guess, start my own business or okay. do something along those lines, what advice would you have to share? Yeah, the the I have a couple of things. <laughs> um, the first thing is definitely mentorship. Like, get a mentor, someone who can elevate you, um, take you to where you want to go, someone who inspires you, who's mm. in a position that's different than you. You can't have a mentor who's in the same uh, a space, place in life as you. You want someone who is in a position that will elevate you and bring you up. Mm. Um, community, so building that community with other black entrepreneurs. Uh, and I say this often, like your friends and your family don't have the same risk tolerance as you. They don't have the same problems and, and solution focused mind as you do as an entrepreneur. Um, they will not see your experience and your struggles and the, your challenges the same way as other entrepreneurs, particularly other black entrepreneurs. So. Mm. Um, surround yourself with a community of them. Uh, black, uh, black Women in Excellence, obviously, really great for Black women entrepreneurs. Tribe is really good for all, you know, all Black entrepreneurs. Um, I'm very lucky to be connected to both. Um, and the most important thing is, you know, start small. Um, build your team slowly. Um, build your business slowly figure out the solutions to small problems first. And if you can do that, you can figure out the solutions to bigger problems yeah. later. Don't just go from zero to 100. Right. Like, you have to like take those, you have to make sure you're building those foundations mm. first. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you can't, uh, you have to crawl first, then you walk, exactly. then you run, then maybe you can fly. Exactly. Oh, Fantanesh, it's great talking to you. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank and you. like, yeah, you know what? I think you should, uh, and this is like me just spitballing here, but I think you know you should do like a uh, like a documentary. Oh yeah. About Blue Nile, but instead of it being called Blue Nile, like it's not a real documentary, but it, you call it that first name. Okay. That, camera? Yeah. <laughs> That is a TV show's name. Really? I swear to God. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for, for, for a wellness center, it might not be the best. But yeah. for a TV show, wouldn't you want to watch a show called Fanta Karma? I don't know. I'm a little traumatized from that word. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for coming today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity.